0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast we did not think we would be doing until six months from now. But here we are. It is time for State Champs Michigan's Extra Point. My name is Lauren Plant, and I am joined by Scott Bernstein and Matt Mowry. And gentlemen, I thought it was a dream, but then all of a sudden we actually saw games on Thursday night. So I said, All right, Michigan High School football's back, it's happening and uh, we had a pretty wild weekend. Scott, what'd you think? Uh,
1: I was just so happy to be watching football and, and taking in all the sights and sounds that, and it felt like a normal fall Michigan football weekend, and I just, you know, I wasn't expecting it. It's a pleasant surprise. It all, you know, it all turned on the dime in a in blink of an eye. We went from uh, football in August to no football at the end of August to football getting re- reignited back in the start of September. It was a quick turnaround for these teams. They only had about you know a little less than two weeks to to get everything up and running. And uh, you know, so far there was a couple um, you know a couple nicks and chinks in the armor with some teams having to to sit out or or delay their their opening. But for the most part, you know, I think that the the opening of the season got off without a hitch and. Uh, some of the really, really good teams looked really, really good and looked like they were, you know, kind of already in week four form, which is good as opposed to kind of thinking that or, or, or seeing it being a little bit, you know, seeing a lot of rust. The games that I saw, uh, both winning teams looked in midseason form, and that would be uh, Birmingham Groves beating Farmington and then West Bloomfield trouncing Oak Park.
0: Yep, and we're going to get to that. And Matt Mowry, you know, since the COVID-19 pandemic began, uh, you know, we were debating back and forth what what the fall was going to look like. And uh, it evolved over the summer, but we pretty much came to the realization it's not going to happen. And somehow it is happening And uh, I know that you were kind of trying to take in everything that was going on and and, and keep track of of what was happening around the state. But uh, I'm sure that even you had to pinch yourself on occasion saying, wow, I'm really shocked that we're here.
2: Yeah, it did. it, It seemed almost a little bit surreal considering the fact that, what, four weeks ago, we thought we were waiting, like you said, for six more months. And all of a sudden, we all had to, you know, I know coaches had to spin up and get, installations in, you know, like that. And then we kind of had to do the same thing with all of our preview stuff. And, yeah, it just seemed like we went from zero to a 100 really, really fast.
0: Yeah, it sure did. I mean, there were
1: some kids that took off in that three weeks. So that added some more layers to preparation issues. Uh, I know for Clarkson, who got a a big win against A&T, they had to replace their number one receiver, Justin Buckman, who went out to Tennessee. Uh, and Mike D'Antonio and that offense, you know, uh, didn't miss a beat and still won that week one. And then for for Birmingham Brother Ice, who was looking to be there, uh, Ryan Brown was looking to be their starting quarterback. He doesn't want to, you know, he thinks that they're not playing to the to the spring. He bolts to Florida. Jake Coulter, the backup last year, the Kentucky baseball commit, steps right in, and it's a well-oiled machine right now. Bur- uh, Birmingham Brother Rice's passing attack with Coulter, uh, Lacanaria, uh, Garrity, and, and Milia, and-, and they look great in that, in that double overtime uh, dub against De La Salle.
0: Absolutely, and they've got some... Rice legends in the, uh, some leg- some in the legacies, legacy studs. Yes, absolutely. And Ryan so, Brown's a legacy stud. Hopefully yeah. he comes back for his senior year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, want to let you guys know that the Extra Point podcast is, of course, like all of our program, presented by Lawrence Technological University. Uh, again, talk about growth. Uh, What has happened here over the last decade is, and when I say here, our studios are located here. Uh, It's been amazing. The football program is really ramping up now. If you have an interest in wanting to play college football at the NAIA level, which is basically like the Division II level, uh, Lawrence Tech wants to take a look at you. You can recruit yourself. It's very easy. You go to the website, ltuathletics.com and just click on the football page, and, and you'll see how to walk through. They've got a brand-new head coach here, new philosophy, new attitude, lots of great things happening. Be a part of it. All right. We were thinking we would talk about the first uh, the first bit here, about the games that we went to. Uh, why don't, you went to a game on uh, Thursday. Thursday and Friday, yeah. right? Why don't you talk about your Thursday matchup and uh, and then get into your Friday game? Uh,
1: I saw Groves, you know, has been one of the, the best teams out of the um, – Oakland County suburbs the last five years. They've, they've taken two Final Four trips in the last uh, four or five years. Uh, last year, they won eight games, lost in the district final to Seaholm in an upset, uh, had to replace a lot of the uh, stars on the marquee. And, uh, you know, it, it, was a, it seemed like a seamless transition. Uh, Groves jumped ahead of, of Farmington big in the fourth quarter and then ended up uh, giving up a little bit of a rally to Farmington, but ended up winning. I think it was 42 31, but it was 35 10. Uh, early in the fourth quarter, Jack Woods, uh, Groves' starting quarterback in his first year uh, under center, he's a senior, looked dynamic, uh, both rushing the ball and throwing the ball, uh, broke free for about a 65-yard touchdown on the first, uh, first uh, set of uh, downs there in the, in the first quarter. Um, Johnny Rex was a revelation at running back. He's a, a senior that's getting his first uh, nod as, as the feature running back. He ran for about 175 yards, two touchdowns, looked uh, electrifying. And then Jaden Mangum is one of these you know blue chip kids that became kind of not kind of became a blue chipper. Uh, as a recruit before he became a star it's true. football player yes. at the high school level. Yes. He was one of these kids that was garnering a lot of offers and hadn't really taken a lot of snaps. And then you watch him play in week one, and it's like, okay, I, I see why all those offers were, were coming in. Uh, he made two spectacular highlight reel touchdown grabs. One was was waved off the board. Uh I think incorrectly. I think he made the catch. Uh the referee said the ball hit the ground. Well that it's neither here nor there. The other one stood and there was no question about it. And he he uh he laid out and uh out jumped about two defenders and, and came down with a, a a fabulous touchdown catch in the uh early fourth quarter on uh, Thursday and just looked uh, outstanding, Six three, six four. soft hands. He's got the wheels. He's got the instinct. Um, so just, uh, you know, Groves looks strong. And, and credit to Brendan, Fa- uh, Brendan Flaherty and that staff for, you know, creating an atmosphere where it's just next man up.
0: Yeah, where'd you go Friday?
1: Friday I was at the, the Clash of Oakland County Superpowers, uh, West Bloomfield at Oak Park. It <laughs> was not meant to and, be. And uh, it was a bit of a dud. Um, West Bloomfield uh, ran rough shot over Oak Park. And um, I, Oak Park's got to go back to the drawing board and, and figure out what's going on there. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of a, 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 a hangover, I guess, maybe from the playoffs last year where they got popped by Farmington in a huge upset. Yeah. Um, and they were just listless. They had less than fifty yards the whole game, you know. Couldn't couldn't move the chains at all defensively. They couldn't stop West Bloomfield's one-two punch in the backfield of Donovan Edwards and Dylan Tatum. Now, I don't know. I don't know if there could be many teams that can stop Donovan Edwards and Dylan Tatum. I'm trying to rack my brain. I'm sure there have been, but I I, I can't remember right now a star-studded of a backfield, uh, at least in recent memory. As Tatum and Edwards, you have two four- to five-star recruits. Uh, Edwards is a senior, is uncommitted. But, you know, some people say he's the best uh, running back in the nation that's uncommitted. And then you got Dylan Tatum, who has about 40 offers, including offers from the SEC um, and every Big Ten program. Tatum ran for 100 yards and a touchdown. Edwards ran for three touchdowns and about 50 yards um, and limited carries. Yeah. Alex Short was stepping in at quarterback. Um, he started at Cranbrook two years ago, backed up C.J. Harris, who's at uh, Ohio now last season, and he just, you know, he looked good, managed the game well, looked comfortable, um, didn't knock your socks off, but but did everything that he needed to do, and it, it it's obvious to me that he'll only gain traction uh, on on his play on his stats as the as the season goes on, and then I want to shout out on defense, uh, they got so many kids that have offers. But the leader of that defense I don't think has any offers. His name is Jordan Hoskins. He's their middle linebacker. He had 12 tackles, three hurries, a sack. Um, I saw him last year and loved what I saw out of him. So he's one of these kids that I hope a, D- a Division II team, a GLIAC team, comes and scoops him up. And then Maxwell Greedy Harrison, their, their star cornerback, the Kentucky commit, had a highlight reel interception to, to-, to halt a drive late in the first half. Laid out like a receiver, and, and and you know secured secured a pick to to take uh, West Bloomfield into the locker room with the with the vict- uh, with the lead that they wouldn't relinquish. And West Bloomfield right now, uh, probably the number one team in the state, not just Oakland
0: County. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Lawrence Tech head coach Avant Mitchell, if you're listening, we've got a linebacker prospect for you. Yeah, Jordan here. Hoskins. Yeah, let's go look him up. So, hey Matt Mauer, before I get to my game. Uh, that I went to on Saturday. Why don't you just kind of get us caught up a little bit on some of the news and notes you thought that were of interest here this first weekend across the state uh, in football?
2: Well, it was interesting to me that there were a lot of blowouts in week one. Like Scott was at one of the blowouts. And and there was a lot of our our Mr. Football candidates were in games that were, were you know, well in hand. So they had limited stats, like you mentioned, for Donovan Edwards. Then there were some really close games. I mean, if it, we knew that the MAC Red was going to be a very tight race, and I think we had one nine-point decision, one ten-point, and one four-point yeah. between the schools in the MAC Red. I mean, it's, it's going to be a razor-thin uh, kind of margin for error in that league. There were some really close games in the KLA East, with uh, Belleville having to get a yep. safety and a touchdown in a minute to beat a feisty Livonia Stevenson team on the road, and up next they've got a Dearborn Fortson squad that actually lost to uh, Livonia Franklin, and Franklin popped into the rankings this week. Um, Franklin ended up winning by one. That Fortson team we knew had a lot of talent. It is a little younger. A lot of the talent. A lot of the highly recruited guys on that team are 2022s, um, but it was you know a lot of Muskegon and Mona Shores uh, both in the top ten, won by lopsided margins. River Rouge won by a lopsided margin, um, and then obviously there was the King and Cass uh, game that you were at, Lauren. That yeah. was was a barn burner. Um, those two teams are both going to be there at the end, and, and like like uh, Scott said early on. There were, it was a little weird because you had teams that were almost like on a buy this week because they had, yeah. you know, competition that got canceled and it was too late for them to pick up another game. I right. know Oxford jumped hoops to try to find another opponent as quickly as they could. I think it was uh, that right, Friday they just yeah.
0: made a phone call that morning yeah. and got it, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think that was Lance Cruz's third opponent, I think, right. that they'd already had. But you had Brighton that was off for a week. You had East Lansing that was off for the week because their their game got canceled. You had one in, in Goodrich, because we were keeping an eye on that one, obviously with Tyson Davis, where there was a Corona coach that had been uh, 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 a possible COVID case, but he hadn't been around the team for six or seven days so they went ahead with the game anyway and then Tyson Davis did what Tyson Davis does. Always does. He, yeah, a human joystick. Just, yeah. Five catches, 107 yards, three touchdowns, interception on defense, punt return for a touchdown. I mean, he's just... Jeez. Yeah, he's he's video game numbers yeah, it's, every it's, week. It's like he's a character on it Madden. Was, it, <laughs> yeah, and then. And then there were some, there were some, some really interesting scores. I thought because in the CAC in the Lansing area, Portland is always one of those teams that's very good. They've made a couple deep trips to the playoffs, and Dewitt is expected to be obviously what they, they have been over the last couple of years. Dewitt just handled Portland 37 to three. Yeah, and, and a, Portland beat Dewitt.
0: And Portland had beat Dewitt last year you know what yeah. i mean and so uh yeah i i cut up that game for highlights you know i grabbed the stream and i was really surprised. i literally was able to find and i was trying to cut up every single like you know significant play something you know of like you know 15 yards or more you know something that 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 you know is is a decent highlight and from the portland side there was one End around, the quarterback kind of kept it and ran it for about 30, 35 yards. And that was the only one I found. And there was one other, and that was the field De- goal, the De- three points.
1: DeWitt De- De- has a real diamond in the rough of a quarterback in Ty Holtz. I mean, this kid's got yeah. a cannon. Yeah. And he, he's got a great football IQ. Um, and he's a kid that, uh, uh, you know, you really got to keep an eye out. It, yeah. In the Lansing era right now.
0: It's interesting, too, when they score, they've got that fire coming out of the scoreboard. They've got that Panther that's breathing fire when they score. A lot of hustle and flow And I put in my plays of the week for extra point uh, that you guys can watch that uh, will be uh, premiering uh, Monday nights. Uh, it was uh, this Blake Beach now, who's generally defensive player. Uh, he also gets some reps on offense, and he literally... Bowled over a kid, caught the, you know, they were probably uh, starting at their own 35, caught the, you know, caught a little, uh, little jump ball and uh, bowled over this kid and then carried like four others in in the end zone. That was indicative of what DeWitt did to Portland that night. It was a very impressive performance.
2: And then another one I noticed that was a little bit similar. Obviously, Davison had beaten Flint Powers a year ago. Right. But they held a, a team that went to the D four quarters. It's not a bad Flint Powers program. Right. To one hundred and fifty-four yards. I mean, everybody knows what what offense Davison's got with Brendan Sullivan. You know, and, and the weapons they have on that team, but their defense was really setting the tone. And obviously, Sullivan I think played one drive in the second half because it was uh, it was kind of a blowout. But yeah, you you hold a, a a pretty good offense to 154 yards in the entire game. I mean that it was, and obviously post the shutout that, that Davidson yeah. we knew lost a lot of key pieces from that championship team but they still had just enough that we kind of figured they would be right at the top of the division. They got X ex- factor when they in the previous stuff. What's that?
1: They have X factor guys like Sullivan and yes. Harry, Harry Unger on the other side of the ball that are, you know, they're leaders, natural leaders that that you might have lost some talent, but the, the team gravitates to those type of guys and and, and that is a is a great equalizer.
0: Yeah, and sure. not only and it, that, it, it, it was um, – uh, I'm trying to, like, pull up his name right now. He's the wide receiver for them. He laid out for a diving touchdown grab from Brendan Sumlin. I put that one also in our plays of the week so you can week it. So I apologize. I don't have his name right here in front of me. Uh, but uh, that was uh, a very impressive play. They're very athletic. And and you could tell, too, that they walk in with Moxie now. They are the Division One state champs. You can doubt them. Uh, and when I was, you know, I know when you were starting to think about the rankings, I was, I was like, man, I, I don't know if Davison is is a team that's going right. to consistently be right there. You know, we saw them have ebbs and flows. They came out of nowhere to win the state championship. They finished so strong, finished so strong, and they're just carrying that momentum yeah. into this season.
2: Well, and that's that's a program, too, and we kind of lumped them in with another program in that same division in Grand Blanc. They, they always just sort of seem like... Sleeping Giants, and, and if it was ever wake up and kind of – because Lapeer has kind of really kind of owned that division for the last right. half decade or so since the combination of the schools. And, yeah, if one of those other two programs just kind of – up and like you said, got that, that confidence that, yeah, we can do this. I mean, that Davison program could be scary for the next half dozen
0: years. Absolutely. So I'll talk about Cast King. Uh, it was a, a very interesting – um, you know, I was really curious as to what we were gonna get this year. Again, if you follow the the rivalry at all, uh this was the sixty-fifth meeting, which is the most these two have ever uh in the PSL played each other the, the most over over their history. I never played another team more than Cass and King have played each other. And um obviously King last year and the last few years really just owned him, uh, it really seemed like. And uh, you know, right off the bat, we get a uh, almost uh, to the house off the the kickoff from from King. And uh, they went in. Dante Moore, you know, just looks confident, solid. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a big kid, and he is um, in sync. He's like
1: an assembly
0: line it, of an it, offense. Yes. I mean, it's just like he keeps everyone right. where they need
1: to be. He makes all the throws he needs to make. He's right. got control of the huddle. He's got command in the pocket.
0: Yep. And he's 15.
1: Right. Plays like he's 25. Right.
0: And not only that, he is able to uh, compose himself when things start to get awry. You know, early in the game, uh, they let, or it's about, actually, it was in the second quarter, uh, he fumbled the ball. They gave it up deep in Cass, you know, territory. Cass had not been able to really move, do anything effectively on offense up until that point. They were able to get in real short field, so they were able to get in the end zone. That kind of uh, turned things around uh, for Cass. But overall, I mean, Dante Moore, 18-29, 281 yards, four scores. Uh, his favorite target was Lynn Weish L. Had a huge game, 189 yards receiving, three touchdowns. He had a 87-yard run after catch. He had a 50-yard TD reception. Syracuse light- and Kentucky are, are on him right he's now. He's lightning
1: in a bottle, and then yeah. you got Kenny Ma- Kenny Merriweather on the other side uh, right. uh, playing wide receiver. Um, and he's more of a, um, a traditional split-end deep threat. Yeah. Uh, Weichel is more of a slippery slot guy. Right. So they, they really complement each other and, and give uh, DJ Moore just the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah, no question about it. And, uh, and the line looked great as well. Uh, obviously um – Nobody had heard of LeSean Mumfield when he came in. Star is born. He was a sophomore, never played a varsity game. Uh, And, uh, you know, and again, we talk about, um, you know, composure, almost disaster, because that same time after they recovered the ball, uh, they are again on the five-yard line. The snap comes to him and it pops out of his hands. Now, thankfully, Kobe King happened to be right there, picked it up, ran it. When you have the King thaw- brothers yes.
1: watching your back, you're in pretty good shape, man. The Penn State bound King brothers, Kobe and Kalen.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, and they, you know, what you can say. And in our Mr. Football discussion, Kalen King is going to have to be there. Uh, At some point, uh, we weren't sure where he was going to be offensively, uh, but he is a big factor in this offense. These guys are
1: forces of nature. Yes. I mean, Kobe going sideline to sideline on defense, rushing the ball on offense, and then Kalen lockdown corner on defense and then show that he's a big play wide receiver. Uh, on offense
0: for, for uh, the first year quarterback, no doubt. Three he had four catches, three touchdowns, one big one too for seventy five yards. And uh, yeah, he he was phenomenal. The uh, Mumfield, uh, three hundred and fifteen yards, three touchdowns in his what debut. A debut. Yeah, I, I mean, for he a really kid, was. He was building buzz in the off season. I mentioned him in our, on our
1: preview show as someone that I'd heard real positive things about uh, coming out of the Cast Tech program in the off season. But uh, you know, I thought. A good game for Mumfield would be you know, 150 yards, no picks, maybe a, you know a touchdown on the ground, a touchdown in the air. That would have been like an A game in my opinion for Mumfield. He blows that out of the water, says, "I'm going to out Phenom DJ. Moore uh, and, and just gets shot out of a cannon out of the box for his first, uh, for his first start. goes over 300 yards, three touchdowns. He's only about five, eight, five, nine right, small. So, you might have an, a, a new
0: uh, Christian do read on our hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. It can be really interesting. Uh, this game could have been won by either team, and we would be singing the superlatives no matter what happened. The difference at the end, the cast Tech defense, because King got to within 10 yards of the goal line late in the fourth quarter twice, and the CTD stepped up both times. Uh, and uh, made them force it over a, a turnover on downs and uh, that was the impressive. that was the difference. Uh, Cass gets a win's going to give them a lot of momentum but as Matt alluded to, both these teams are going to be at the top of the D1 charts uh, when we uh, head into this uh, postseason and I wouldn't be surprised if either one uh, made a run in Division one or Division two. If, if you're
1: Mumfield, I mean is there a better way to, to come into your own as a varsity quarterback than having the security? of that offensive line that cast Hack rolls out five division one recruits right. uh, led by Raheem Anderson in the middle at center uh, going to Michigan. But, uh, you know, that's You want to talk about a security blanket and something that you can, you know, be like, yeah, this might be my first
0: game, but I, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers in front of me. No doubt. It's insane when you, yeah. when you just watch the sidelines.
2: Yeah. What are they calling themselves? The cake mafia? Yes, the Cake Mafia, yes,
0: exactly. And they've got new uniforms, does Castek. They've got these – it's kind of like they're going with that kind of Seattle kind of neon – with their traditional uh, Kelly green yep. and they've got lightning bolts going down the, down the pants. And well, it's stuff. appropriate.
1: They're all a bunch of pancake princes, so they sure. should be the pancake mafia.
0: Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, and a lot of the names we've mentioned so far in this podcast uh, happen to be either in our Anvil award or Mr. Football uh, top 10 list here to start the season. And we're going to get to that uh, after our first break. I want to say to you guys though, that, Hey, the MHSAA uh, had a lot to deal with this fall And I think they handled it really appropriately. I think they uh, exercised caution. And then when they realized, hey, Ohio's playing football, Indiana's playing football, and uh, we're not seeing uh, huge outbreaks here. And there was obviously other uh, advancements in testing and and whatnot. Uh, But um, they still need officials. They're hurting for officials. Uh, Listen to this quick 30-second promo spot on if you want to sign up and be an MHSA official today. The love of the game draws us to sports as players, coaches, spectators, and officials. For officials, it's a way to stay in the game they once played, to feel the thrill of putting on the uniform, stepping out of the playing surface, hustling to make the call, and building the relationships which can only be built in sports. If you still have that love for the game, we always need new officials. Register now at mhsaa.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. All right, guys, welcome back to the State Champs Extra Point Podcast, the State Champs Michigan Extra Point Podcast. If you uh, are a fan of high school football, we do have another one of these podcasts that we do in Indiana. Greg Rakestraw and Bob Stambazzi uh, every Monday, uh, you know, get together and record that. Have them uploaded by Tuesday. So uh, check Tuesdays. You can uh, go to the State Champs Indiana social media channels or our website, uh, and we've got it. Uploaded in a lot of places, obviously any of your favorite podcast platforms, uh, iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify, whatever you prefer, uh, you can listen to the Indiana uh, Extra Point podcast talking about Indiana football and our podcast which is talking just about Michigan. And I've got Matt Mowry and I've got Scott Bernstein uh, with us. And we've had a lot of fun so far talking about, you know, did we think we'd have football? And now that we do, talking about what we witnessed this weekend. It's uh, not
1: Thanksgiving and I'm the most grateful yes, person in yes, the world for football.
0: Yes, no question about it. And, uh, and it was kind of interesting you know, also that it being week four, which is usually rivalry, mo- rivalry week most seasons. And it was like, no, this is opening week. Jump right yeah, into a- the fray, exactly. right it's, into the
1: deep end of those.
0: Right, it's Rice De La Salle, it's Cass King, it's Dakota, Chip Valley. Yep. You know, some big ones that, uh, that took place and uh, some surprising results and not so surprising results. Um, I'll tell you what's not surprising is that Hungry Howie's makes a pretty good pizza. Flavored crust is a must. Yes, yes, exactly. So I have to ask you guys, what's your favorite flavored crust? Uh, Matt, how about in the Maori family? If you bring a hungry Howie's pie, do they want anything specific?
2: Well, actually, the kids just like the uh, the hungry Howie's uh, bread. Bread. So oh yeah, the Howie bread. That's every yeah Howie bread every Friday. And okay. It's, it's it's not. It doesn't even get asked. That's just what we're doing. So. There's that. Personally, I like the garlic crust, but we don't do yeah. the pizza as often as we do the bread.
0: Got it. Got
1: it. See, I become like a mixologist. Yes. So when I call and order my Hungry Howie's pizza, I get the butter parmesan with the garlic with the Cajun. Okay.
0: Okay. I rock it. I rock like a, a, a thrice. I like that. Like a triple triple option. I like that. I'm usually going Asiago cheese. I like the butter parmesan. I like the Cajun, but, I yeah, I, I don't know if I just want the Cajun. Oh, good, so man. just mixed in with your yeah. others. Yeah, that yeah, sounds – I'm going to have to try that. And then, uh, you know, those big cookies they got too are, uh, are pretty dope afterwards as well. So uh, we thank Hungry Howies for coming back again. They have uh, sponsored – Uh, Our Mr. Football and now our Anvil Awards. Uh, Mr. Football, we're going on 12 years now. Uh, The Anvil Award now uh, heading into its third season. And every year, uh, we always look forward to uh, who we are going to be talking about in terms of You know who are going to be the top players in the state. We always have a heck of a time trying to choose a champion at the end and and find a final. A lot of
1: times, we get into that room and we all have these kind of preconceived notions, and then we chalk it out. Right. And we're like, yeah, we're glad we chalked it out because then
0: sometimes those opinions change. That's right. We have a criteria that uh, that, that we adhere to. Uh, and we'll talk about Mr. Football first. Just spend a few minutes uh, commenting on some. We talked about some of these guys already and what they were uh, able to do this weekend. Uh, but our top ten list right now, which you can find at our website, statechampsnetwork.com. You can vote for your candidate right now at statechampsnetwork.com. Just click on the contest tab. Uh, On the homepage, uh, we have Brendan Sullivan, who we've talked about right there. Final four uh, candidate Donovan Edwards uh, back in the mix. Another he was final forced. Well, I I believe. Yeah, he was. Uh, And uh, yep. Zach trainer, the uh, fine quarterback at Wall Lake Western. Although they did not have a good first outing what was the deal with what Western I didn't really see got the ga- I, didn't I didn't see, see the game. You know anything about it, man? George
1: Porritt dialed up a defense yes. that completely neutralized that high-octane Western offense. Yeah, Zach was 15
2: for 23 for 153 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But he was sacked four times, and it just sounded like he was under constant pressure. Um, and that was part of it with this, just that relentless Eaglets defense coming after him. And yeah, it... it Seemed like it was one where the pressure just uh, kind of mounted up on him.
1: Those yeah. numbers are incredibly pedestrian for, for him. For threw for four thousand for yeah. yards, yeah. forty-four touchdowns, and missed three games.
0: Well, you know they've had a lot of uh, Last year, a lot of shakeups at Western. You know, yeah. losing New coach. Their, yep, they lost their coach kind of late in the game here, and uh, all of a sudden had to go and, and find someone. They pulled
1: somebody, but, but by plugging from in Weisskopf, system, yep. who had been in the program yep. for twenty-five years, yep. you would think that that could have.
0: Preempted some of the growing pains. I think also we have to give credit to Orchard oh, yeah, Lake at uh, the defending
1: the, Catholic League champions and, and George Ports on the Mount Rushmore of of coaches in the state. That's and right.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. They Who, got Jordan Cannon there's a to- leading that defense. There's a there's uh, a topic in itself. Right. Who is on the right. Mount Rushmore of high school football coaches in the state of Michigan? I can definitely think of. Several, right? Uh, that would be an interesting conversation. Maybe we will have that one day. Um, but uh, anyway, regardless of that, uh, Zach Trainer has earned his spot, and he's not going anywhere, anywhere soon. Andrew Anthony, the wide receiver out of East Lansing. You know, we had a uh, uh, s- such a bizarre situation. It's like there's football, and now they've canceled football. And now it looks yeah. like it back on. What, what's the deal, Matt, right now with East and La- and Lans- Lansing and, and Lansing area general? Uh, the, the Christian schools, you know, Lansing Catholic, they're playing. Um, and now it seems yep. like, because uh, from my conversation with Ryan Van Dyke recently, who communicates with Lansing Sexton, they're playing now as well.
2: Yeah, East Lansing was planning on playing, and their cancellation was more just their opponent was one of the COVID scratches. I believe they are okay. playing portage central maybe okay and uh yeah so i think and i think it was late enough in the game that they could not find another opponent but yes they were planning on playing and you're correct that most of those lansing area schools that had kind of taken the preemptive step to uh postponing fall sports on their own have now come back with the rest and and so they were planning on playing but yeah he he did not get to play um He was, I believe, the only member of our Mr. Football uh, group that did not get to play on Friday or actually this this first weekend.
0: And, and, you know, and again, East Lansing depends on Lansing area schools to be playing football. Otherwise, they're going to have a hard time filling out a schedule uh, and maybe doing a lot of traveling or having situations like they did this week where some out-of-area team – uh, is then all of a sudden has to call it off because of COVID. So um, it'll be good to see them back and playing. I want to see Andrell. I think he's going to have a fantastic year uh, because he is the center point uh, and he's a great basketball player as, and he, as you know, well.
1: He's just so smooth running those routes and <laughs> yeah. uh, is a kid that I think is going to be a star at the next level uh, when he hits Ann Arbor.
0: Yep, Jace Williams is going to be a star. That's for sure. Grand Rapids Catholic Central, that wide receiver. Uh, another and
1: another good basketball player as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yep. And a great football program and basketball program. They're doing everything right over there at GRCC. Uh, I'm just going to read the rest of these names. We can just, you know, comment on a couple of them. So we just for time purposes here, uh, Tyson Davis, we talked about from Goodrich. DJ Stepney from Macomb, Dakota. I see a lot of the tweets out there. Dakota Nation trying to fire up the vote for DJ, as they should. Uh, Christian Dureed Reed back in the mix. We've had him in the Mr. Football race for several years now. I feel like he's been in the. Uh, <laughs> feel like
1: he's been playing high school football since the nineties. Uh, it really does
0: <laughs> feel like that, uh, and he is now a senior. And uh, they have high hopes for Belleville and for Christian Dureed. Reed. And uh, it's in- it'll be interesting what were to his see number- what
1: were his numbers for week one.
0: They, yeah, I don't think they were great. He was
2: thirty, yeah, he was thirteen for eighteen passing, one hundred and forty-five yards and one touchdown. I believe he had an interception, something that he kept himself away from pretty regularly last yeah. year. I think he only had be all of last year. So, and I think that one touch it might have been a pick six because they were in kind of a back and forth battle. Yeah. They needed a safety and a and a late touchdown to to win. So, yeah, for that again, for him, those are very pedestrian numbers compared to what he's put up.
0: And Belleville's offense in general. They will have, again, Fortson and Belleville always play each other very, very tough. I've seen several of those games in person, whether it's in Dearborn or whether it's in Belleville. And they usually go down to the wire. And uh, a lot of trash talking in those games, too. They're really interesting, a lot of fun. So uh, it, it'll, it will be a big step for him if he can really show up and lead uh, against Fordson Week 2. You've got all the kinks out now. You've kind of worked out, you know, what things you want to do and what athletes maybe uh, you weren't quite sure what could do. Uh, I expect Belleville to really take a giant leap next week, or it might just be that they're more back in the pack with uh, several other really good teams in Division One. We'll see. Um, Dante Moore we talked about from King. Uh, Connor out of, uh out of Ann Arbor Pioneer. Uh, Jalen Pitchford out of Wyandotte Roosevelt. He's another one I feel that's been playing for several years, which he has. Uh, Robert Army, the wide receiver out of Southfield Ant. Southfield definitely wants to forget uh, what took place this weekend. Uh, Dion Burke. I mean, they didn't play bad. I mean, they they just
1: uh, you know they're breaking in a freshman dude, quarterback. Knows. I know how good. I, I mean you, you know how heralded this kid is, but he's still only fourteen years old. Isaiah Marshall. Uh, I know that they were on the goal line like three or four times late in the game with chances to to take the go-ahead, uh, yeah. get the go-ahead score and couldn't find it. It's no shame losing to Clarkson. No. But well, weren't there but like a this...
0: hundred flags in that game? Yeah. You know, par, I know. Par for the course. That's what I mean you want to forget because you don't want to come out and just have yeah. to just, you know, constantly have to just, you know, yeah, yeah. shoot yourself in the foot in that respect.
1: But I'm saying I, I don't think the it was a horrible the... loss right, by A&T right. is what I'm no, saying. No,
2: no, absolutely not. Yeah, those last couple of guys are on the watch list. I believe. I don't. I don't think those are those guys are. Oh, gotcha. On the top yeah, team. yeah. I'm
0: just. I'm just reading yeah. down a right. bunch of names. Looking,
2: so yeah, we had we had the list of the guys who are yeah. kind of then next and let's know, the
0: next level sure. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep.
1: let's note about Donovan Edwards, who, you know, for for my money, is the best offensive player in the state of Michigan. You know, his just like last year, his right. his chances for Mister Football are going to be undermined by the fact that. His team is not going to give him a lot of touches. They they don't want him touching the ball more than ten times a game. Yeah, Uh, you know they're looking more, uh, you know, uh, looking ahead for where Donovan's projecting to be. And I know that the the coaching staff wants to keep him fresh for when he hits college and 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 limit the opportunities for him to have a season ending injury like he did as a sophomore, where he broke his leg I think in week three or four. So last year he was kind of uh, you know had, had a limited amount of touches. And then talking to to coach uh, Bellamy, he's like, you know, as much as Donovan hates to hear it, Donovan wants to carry the ball 30 times a game, but we're telling him we're only going to give him 10 to 15 a game.
0: I know. He wants Mr. Football. Yeah, he has right. actively said, I want to win that award. I want to so take it home. so explosive,
1: though, for someone that can take 10 carries yep. and turn them into 10, ex, you know, just dynamite
0: plays. I know. And, again, it's one of those things uh, where, you know, you, you care about this kid's future. Uh, you know, and that's what I think is great about the Mister Football. He could have won this award. He could have went out and won this award last year, easy as they, a junior. Yeah. And if, if Bellamy and the
1: in the West Moonfield coaching right. crew wanted to emphasize how uh, stat prolific he could be, they could have. But well, they're they're saying that we don't need all the gaudy stats to let everyone know how good he is.
0: Sure, but if they would have beat Belleville, oh yeah then moving on and they get to the final. I mean, who knows? Even he could have a finals performance for the ages and runs for 165 yards. Uh, that could have happened. It did not happen, uh, but the nice thing is we are not a senior league just to something ward. to be
1: aware of yeah. if you're following yeah. the, the no, Mr. I know. Football race. Yeah,
0: and again, if he, in, in no fall of his own, he may fall out just due to he three, inactivity. he had three touchdowns. I this, mean, the, yeah, only right, 50 yards, right. but three touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. I'm nine
2: years, yeah. Right. yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. We are going to monitor that very closely. The last guy that's in Mr football is Marion Rabowski, uh the River Rouge yep. quarterback uh and uh David the Western yep yep and uh obviously had an unbelievable performance against Muskegon in, in a huge win in the state Finals and uh they've got an interesting game uh this week they've got uh John's gonna be East Lansing. That game yeah East Lansing there you go so we get Andrell and uh and Marion, two candidates going up against each other head to head. All right. I know this uh this podcast it's naturally running longer than I expected it to, but that's what we do when we start talking. And uh I will try and, and center it a little bit uh so that it's not quite so long next time. But we have to get to our Anvil Award. Uh, and I'm just going to run down the list, and then if you guys want to make a comment about a few of those guys, uh, this is 1 through 10, and this is not in any ranking or anything, ladies and gentlemen. This is just 1 through 10. Damon Payne, the fine senior out of Belleville. Rocco Spindler out of Clarkston. Giovanni Elhade out of Sterling Heights-Stevenson. Rayshon Benny out of Oak Park. Garrett Dellinger out of Clarkston. Raheem Anderson the second from Castag. Jamari Budden from uh, Belleville. Caleb Tiernan out of Detroit Country Day and uh, Raquan Buckley from Wyoming God- Godwin Heights. Carson Briggs out of Traverse City Central. And the Anvil Award, if you're not familiar, that is where we rate the top lineman or linebacker in the state of Michigan. Now, we've had two linebackers win the first two awards, which is just surprising, considering we have so many top recruits uh, on the line. line. Uh, It's just the way it worked out. And again, that's why you do your due diligence. Uh, And if you want to know what our criteria is, I'll quickly say it. This goes for Mr. Football and for the Andal. We vote on 30% of your performance throughout the season. 20% is versus your level of competition. 20% 20% is your is the online vote. That's where you go and vote for your guy. 15% is in the how many votes they get in total. 15% is the big game performance. 10% is your team success. And only 5% if you're a highly recruited athlete. We did not want that to play a huge part uh, because sometimes you're merely a highly recruited athlete because you're 6'5 and 305. Right. You know what I mean? And so uh, not not all the linebackers and stuff are going to line up. There's a lot of great football players who just don't have a D1 body but are amazing and deserve to be uh considered in this rate but this list i see pretty comprehensive nfl guys yeah. all up and down this this top 10
1: i think we can pat ourselves on the back here at state champs over the uh you know starting from when we when we had mr football to when we created yeah. the anvil i mean there's a lot a lot of pro pro pedigree <clears throat> in those lists I mean, I think when you look back 20, 30 years from now and right. you look at those lists, you're going to see not just pros, but, you know, all pros and potential Hall of Famers in, in some in some cases. We'll
0: have the all-Mr. Football, all-Anvil yeah. lists based on, you know, what they did beyond high school. Just
1: two things that I wanted to point out from that list. Rayshon Benny did not play uh, against West Bloomfield. Okay. He's got a knee tweak. Uh, I hope to see him back uh, soon. And then Caleb Tiernan from Country Day, the Northwestern commit didn't play as well because country day uh canceled the game.
0: Yep. Any any thoughts uh particular uh you know, I know one guy obviously lots are uh, Rocco Spindler Rocco I mean, Rocco he's, the fr- he's the front runner, yeah, right? I mean, come on. He's got to be. Right, exactly, and his teammates not far behind him. Uh but the the one guy and we had we had you know, he was in our final four last year and that's Giovanni El Hadi. Oh my god. We talked about him a lot what he was able so to fundamentally do. sound. Yeah, absolutely. 6'5 285. Uh, and, you know, to be a finalist last year as a junior says one thing when you're considering the uh, stack of, of talent that is in uh, the state of Florida, but Florida, state of Michigan. But uh, the Coach fact Bechtel that he,
1: was pushing hard for Giovanni.
0: Yeah. In, in our uh, meeting. Oh, I bet. I bet. And the, the, you're talking about Koch Beckler. Well, what did you I say? said Bechtel, Bechtel. yeah. Sorry, Co- yeah. Yeah. Co- sorry Coach. Yeah, like sorry, Coach. Coach Bechtel. Backler. Tim. But Timmy. I don't know Tim why I Backler. called Bechtel. Yeah, it's our, yeah, okay. our it's yeah, close. Yeah. Uh, but Sterling Hyde Stevens had had such a great run in the playoffs, and it uh, was due in large part to uh, the fact that they just shut offenses down. And uh, he was a big part of that, um, and, uh, and also a big part of opening up holes and allowing uh, the Stevenson offense to do what they wanted to and, and play as well as had. He's an amazing player. I know you like him a lot, Matt.
2: Yeah, I think he gave up two. I was just looking for that in my notes. I think he gave up two sacks last year. Right, and you know it wasn't like they never threw the ball either. Plus, he plays a lot of these in guys the Mac do.
0: Red, no less.
2: Yeah, he plays. He plays both ways as well. He's a he's a very fine defensive end. A lot of these guys do. I mean, obviously, Damon Payne does that. You'll see him standing out there waiting for everybody else to come out right. on the field. Y- yes, Paco and Dellinger and both do. Most of these guys do. And we even like you know, like you mentioned. Rayshon Benny, we're not sure where he's going to play in college because he's very good at both. But yeah, that's that's the the impressive thing about all of these guys is that they're such iron men and that they're out there all the time. Yeah, you know they've got to be just absolutely spectacular condition. I mean, a lot of times you think of the you know the. The offensive linemen in high school because they don't have the tone defined body they might get in college when they get in a you know a d1 weight room yeah these guys are in great shape they sure comparatively. yeah because they're able to play you know the majority of snaps both ways in a game It's it's incredibly impressive what these guys do
0: they, I mean, you just just from a physical specimen point of view, over the last like you know really like seven eight years, we've seen these. I mean, again, we we, had, we're
1: having a renaissance of line play here in in Michigan. I right. Mean, the and line play has been so exceptional. Right. Uh, the last at least the last five years, we could be could be going back ten years. Yeah. But I, I just every year there's just stacks of blue chip linemen. No doubt on both sides of the ball,
0: and even on the skill side, uh, just the the the. The menacing physicality right, yeah. of some of these guys, the speed. I mean, again, we were Scott and I were talking before we walked in here. Uh, you know, um, Kobe Kalen is. I mean, you see this kid, and he is just a beast. Dude, yeah. and yeah. I mean, and it's like, man, you look, you look at him, It's like I, he's I, very th- compact. I think <laughs> I'm talking to a third year D1 college football player just from right. looking at his his physical presence. You know, I mean, he's and he's tough. And, uh, you know, the, these kids are in great shape, a lot of them. And they are committed. Well, they're,
1: trained, they're, 20, they're training yeah. 24-7. You know, they're, they're not – it's not like it was 30 years ago or 40 years ago or even 15 years ago where, you know, your football season was from August to November and then you, you didn't – You know, train for football again to the next summer. Now you're training. You know, your your season ends on a Saturday in November.
0: That's Sunday. You're you're back in the gym. No doubt about it. All right, guys. uh, So, anyway, go ahead and vote for our Anvil and Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Awards. Again, go to website statechampsnetwork.com. Click on the contest page. The leading vote getter can never be removed from the race. So, guys are going to fall off and on. Uh, into this particular uh, competition. So we are going to keep our eye out for guys that are going to play their way in and guys who maybe aren't playing enough or, or get injured or whatever the situation is that fall off our list. They can always play their way back in, uh, but we may take them off. So if, you, if you're the leading vote-getter, though, however, you will never be removed. So that is what we promised to you. And, again, 20% of the, uh, the final... Uh, decision goes to the vote and oftentimes when we're in the room and we're looking at our final fours and we go well who won the vote and if that person did uh that can put them over the top as it did for cody white when we were he was in the fight of his life versus uh donovan people's jones and uh that was quite a conversation we had i think we videotaped that too because it was uh it was pretty amazing all right guys i'd like to know this weekend what you're looking forward to
1: rice cc at wisner man Doesn't get any better than that in week two. Best rivalry in the state at an historic venue. Um, Two teams that just seem primed, both coming off uh, week one victories and uh – I'm just I c i am like a kid in a candy store. So excited for uh uh, uh for a Saturday night.
0: And I'm telling you, you too can check it out because State Champs is going to be live streaming the Brother Rice Detroit Catholic Central football game live from Wisner Stadium. And if you don't know what Wisner is, look it up. It's a butte, it's a classic, it's a concrete it's a concrete palace. And, uh, the Lions
1: it, used to play exhibitions there. Yeah, and, I mean it has
0: a lot of history. Oh, it's awesome, and they've redone it. The turf is really nice, uh, and uh, you could check it out uh, on our State Champs network, our Facebook, Twitter. We're going to be streaming on all of our platforms, uh, so we're going to be live streaming that game, so you can enjoy that. I am definitely uh, looking forward to uh, that game very, very used much. To, if I'm not uh,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, yes, but I think okay. it used to be the the uh, the site for the boys ball every year it yes was like no matter what they were playing they, at wisdom yes
0: that is that is absolutely yeah. right they used to even uh have something called the old goodfellas game Goodfella, and stuff. goodfellas yep. game yep yeah goodfellas game so uh that, w- that was part of it uh belleville dearborn forts and again i i is one that that i'm really looking forward to uh groves and adams should be interesting uh that will be mm-hmm. a, a big one uh matt what are some ones that you might be looking for
2: well, obviously, we already mentioned one Catholic League, one, and then St. Mary's and De La Salle are getting together uh, this yeah. weekend. It's, it's going to be on there. Same thing with the Mac Red. You've got kind of an elimination game with Romeo and Chip Valley after both in, both of them coming off losses. And then, obviously, on the west side of the state, the big one, Muskegon and I mean, that's going to be – that's a collision every year. And we know what Muskegon has been over the years, but Coach Koziak has got that Mona Shores program – Pretty close to it, and that's going to be a colossal collision.
0: Yeah, and Muskegon, you know, Cameron Martinez is not there anymore, but they come right out of the gate and they're scoring points. Yeah, Amari
1: Put... Crowley, I believe, is taken over at quarterback. Yep.
0: So, yep. yeah, that, he that's impressive. Little bit there last year. Yeah, he's,
1: yep. quite, he's like a Khalil Pimpleton, a kid that probably, or and like a Cam Martinez, a kid that probably won't play quarterback in college, but is such a phenomenal athlete that, you know, he can uh, pilot the ship at the high school level and be quite electrifying in doing
0: it. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Matt, we had a little bit of an audio issue there. If you didn't hear it, it's Muskegon and Muskegon-Mona-Shores that are going this week. And, and again, you know, this would normally be week five of the Michigan season. We'd be talking almost like playoffs already. And uh, we're just talking week two. So, again, a lot of these big games uh, happening, uh, you know, right out of the, out of the gate And, uh, you know, and again, it's great. You know, we had fans at King. Um, You know, I thought it was interesting. I know at Oak Park, right? It was not us. Yeah, so the game
1: I went to Thursday, which was uh, Groves at Farmington, there were fans. Okay. Uh, And then the game I went to Friday, which was Oak Park, West Bloomfield, Oak Park decided not to have fans.
0: Yeah, it's. it's, it was spread out well. I was kind of curious as to what it was going to look like around Cass Tech. If you've ever been there, their football stadium was kind of right in the open in the middle of the – it's right across the of the Motor City Casino, you know. And uh, it, so they were lined up around, but it was – you know, they did let people in. They, they for the most part, socially distant. But as the game got closer, you know, everybody kind of started huddling closer together because it, uh, it was very exciting. Big plays on both sides. So just, you know, it was really um, – you know, and for me, trying to film down there, you're on this. It's such a tight sideline; it's unbelievable. I thought the referee was going to slam into me like uh, many times. Um, so, uh, yeah. So those are some of the games that uh, you know that will be coming up uh, this weekend. And uh, we're going to be doing this uh, every Monday. So, uh, Extra Point will uh, be here for you guys all season long. And uh, we will just take this journey together and see what happens. Uh, certainly, uh, we want you to tune into our state champs shows. Uh, we've got a lot of programming that we're doing now on Mondays. I'm just going to run it down real quick. On Mondays, we have State Champs Extra Point. That is high school football from the tri-state area. That is Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan. So that's where you get the best highlights there, stories, and other news. On Tuesdays is our State Champs Michigan show. And basically what we do is we take everything we film from the week before that's the volleyball games, the soccer games, the football games, the Mr. Football segments. You know, you name it, it all goes into one show, State Champs Michigan. That premieres Tuesdays on the network. On Wednesdays, it's the State Champs Scout Show, a program that we all here on this program participate in. And uh, that is recruiting news from Ohio, Michigan. <laughs> And Indiana, uh, we've had a lot of fun doing that so far, and uh, and again, it's just one, it's just a nice little resource for you. And we try to also include uh, not just football and not just some basketball news, but stuff that's going on in some of the girls' sports and and uh, uh, other things that and this are, week we um, hit on uh, some
1: girls' soccer. Yeah, you did. You know, yeah.
0: which which I was stunned that you said this girl. It. She's got. She's only played three years. Karina Miroff from yeah. uh, Park Tudor, hundred goals, hundred goals in two and a half seasons. That is just insane.
1: Yeah. Defending state champion, and uh, she's got and six on no, a year she left? has
0: six or, or twenty six 26 already this, this season? year. Ten assists. Yeah, that's so. crazy. I don't know. They couldn't have played prolific. that many games. Very yeah. Prolific. So anyway, we got other kinds of recruiting So that's that. On uh, Thursdays. That's our Sabbath. That's our day of rest. There's no programming that comes out on Thursdays. We get a chance to catch up with everything going on. On Fridays, though, that is when we put out the State Champs High School Sports Show. That's the network show. That's everything non-football all the sports we cover in Ohio, Indiana, and Michigan. So uh, lots of great programming. We suggest you like, subscribe, follow, all of that. Uh, We've got our State Champs network you should follow. We've got, our, of course, then our individual channels, State Champs Michigan, State Champs Indiana, State Champs Ohio. All right. And we got other news that's going to be coming up, Uh, possibly more streaming games, possibly a network kind of highlight thing that uh, we could be back on TV. Uh, We'll let you know if that uh, pans out, but lots of things happening in the State Champs universe. Be a part of it. I want to thank Scott Bernstein. I want to thank Matt Mowry for participating today, and we will see you guys next week for another edition of the State Champs Michigan Extra Point Podcast.